listening to the Always Be Booked Caribbean Cruise and Orlando Vacation Cruise Cast with your host, Tommy Casabona. All aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast show coming to you not quite live from Orlando, Florida. I want to thank you guys so much for taking the time to find, download, and listen to the show as we cover anything and everything relating to cruising. Welcome back. This is episode six. We're humming along here. This is the second week of just the regular rhythm of one show, one week, as opposed to that first five episode, uh, I guess, what would you call it, unveiling that I did when I first premiered, launched, whatever you want to call it, the podcast as a whole. Um, We appreciate you guys so much. And I know there's uh, listeners that are coming in, you know, slowly but surely a few more every week. I really also appreciate everybody who has... uh, done a good job as far as uh, supporting the show, sharing it with your friends, um, you know, and uh, really, really giving me that kind of boost that I need to know that there are people out there listening and uh, it's worth it. It's worth kind of doing this and taking that time because it's not just about this podcast, whether it's about a half hour, an hour and a half, whatever it is. Uh, We do have to say we, like there's a freaking team behind me somewhere it's just me it's just me <laughs> you know i did i do have to put in some research and stuff like that and you know getting into it sundays are tough you know i told you guys what i do for a living it is a nightlife industry and um so you're you're basically working all night saturday night you get home four thirty-five in the morning and the hardest part the hardest transition for what i do is kind of going for that late late night saturday to have to uh transform into a one of those day walkers on monday tuesday and wednesday uh when you get out it's long story short uh 5 a.m saturday nights going into a uh, 10 a.m monday mornings makes for a pretty uh shitty sunday uh anxiety filled sunday as well too you know you got that you know that's coming you know you slept a little late because you got home so late and then you know you gotta kind of wake up and get up ready ready to go early on sunday so I try to do the show on Sunday. What I have to do is prep on Saturday. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if I prep on Friday or Saturday and be able to sit down and uh, just do the cast uh, off the cuff with the little notes that I take from when I prep, then we're good. What doesn't seem to be working out is the uh, prep on the day of the show because what's happening is uh, – I'm finding that I'm, you know, just be, just beating myself up, ending up staying up till two, three in the morning because then you start editing a little bit. You don't want to edit, but then you see this. You know what? Ah, let's just work on this. They, before you know it, you're editing the whole show because uh, here what I just did uh, and my basicallys and all that, this and that, whatever. My this and that. I do this and that a lot too. Um, again. I was just in the middle of thanking you guys uh, for all your support, but I wanted to ask, as usual, if you guys could follow me on Instagram. You can find me there uh, if you type in Always Be Booked or if you type in ABB Cruising. What we do on Instagram is a lot of fun stuff. We'll put pictures up. We'll do some memes. Uh, I like to have some information on there as well. I do a lot of alerting you guys and promoting the podcast. Uh, I try to do as much, you know, fun content as possible. I don't want to try to badger you guys with promotional stuff regarding the podcast, but hey, listen, it's the real world. We got to do what we got to do. Um, the election, huh? I I hear all, you know, 40 people that listen to this podcast cringing right now as I bring up the election because I'm telling you right now, 
I absolutely am not going to get into politics, but I'm going to say one thing. And if this pisses you off, I am sorry. It's the one thing I'm going to say, um, and I feel strongly about it. If you disagree with me, I'm sorry. If you if you don't agree with what I'm about to say, um, please look past this. But the one thing I am going to say is really just a request, and, and I'm begging you guys. Please do not. Ruin your personal relationships over this election. That's all I'm going to ask. Now, a lot of rhetoric to that is, um, well, too bad because, you know, this guy's a racist or too bad because she's a criminal. And it's not about politics. It's about human. I don't care. Seriously, at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, these two people are going to be shaking hands, having coffee, and in, have, and, and laughing Overcome now, whether it's real or fake, I don't know. They may, they probably do hate each other, but they will be in a room having a conversation, drinking coffee in rooms that you and I will never be allowed in. In addition to that, uh, their loyalty to each other, I promise you, is way, way stronger than the loyalty that they will have towards any of us. So before you. You know, writing people off that you love or arguing with family members and argue. I like the debate. Go back and forth. Whatever you think. I mean, that's what that's what really makes this country uh, what it is, is that you guys can and we all can have the conversation back and forth. Battle it out. But don't cross that line to where always check yourself. You find yourself getting that emotional level to where you're like, oh, this person's not. No, you know what? Everybody has come up. And gone through life in different ways that caused their ideology to be different than yours. Okay? Really, really make an effort. Make it your business to listen and understand. Continue the dialogue. But most importantly, do not ruin your relationships with your friends and family members over two people who are basically cronies at the end of the day. Um, and they will get back. You know, you're already seeing it start to happen. So it's my only request regarding the election. Um, where was I going? Okay, so Instagram. Please follow us on Instagram, me. Um, I passed a 1,000 followers. I was a little pumped about that, so I do appreciate uh, all of you who uh, did take the time to go and follow me. Uh, most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, most importantly, I want to uh, tell you guys that I really could use your support as far as rating and reviewing with comments on iTunes. If you have a second during the day, please open up your podcast app if you have a podcast app on your smartphone. Go to the bottom right corner, hit search. Hit search, always be booked, and then it will come up. A few episodes will come up at the top of the page or in the middle. And then below that, you'll see the icon for the actual podcast, I guess, homepage or landing page. If you tap that, you will see where it says reviews, and then you can review me. Now, if you don't have the podcast app on your smartphone, hopefully you should get it because uh, that's how you can subscribe to the show and be a regular listener, and then the episodes will automatically be, get put into your phone. It's absolutely free. It costs nothing, and it takes two seconds. But if you don't listen to the phone uh, – I'm sorry, the, sorry, the show – via smartphone check it out on the um uh, you know on, the, on, on your desktop just uh go to your regular itunes regular itunes app search just podcasts search general always be booked and then hit podcasts 
and then you'll be able to uh, click on the icon of the show, the logo, and you'll be able to rate it as well. We told you guys we're giving away cruises, free cruises. The Bahama Paradise Cruise Line, it goes to the Bahamas. It leaves at a Palm Beach. It's two two days, basically. Um, it's not a uh, super ship. It's not a mega ship, but it is a very, very nice ship. It's an old carnival ship uh, that eventually became a Costa ship. And now it's uh, doing two-day sailings from Palm Beach to the Bahamas. It's got everything you need on board. It's got the main dining room. It's got the dance floor. It's got the pools. It's got the showroom. It's got, most importantly, the casino. Um, and it has midnight buffets every night. And it's a good time. It's got the aft pool where you can hang out. It's got bars all over the place. Um, really, really good bottle prices. As you know, most cruises, they are uh, you know, standard. You get the food. And you get the entertainment and you get the lodging, but you have to pay for booze. Same case with this one, but you uh, you can buy bottles, and it's really, really cool. You buy a bottle, walk around the ship with a bottle. Most cruise lines frown upon that, but this one does not. Bahama Paradise Cruise Line, free cruise to the Bahamas from Palm Beach, and uh, we have three of them to give away. The first one we want to give away is to... Uh, some people that reviewed the show, and we basically randomly selected them. One is Jess Jess Princess. Jess Jess Princess, you are a winner of a cruise. Congratulations. That's a cruise for two, by the way. You plus one. Um, Beatrix. Beatrix, congratulations. You are the winner of a cruise as well. A huge, huge supporter of the show and a frequent commenter. And uh, contributor, to be honest with you, because she's a friend of mine, actually. And uh, you know, and, and don't give me a hard time for uh, including, you know, some of my friends uh, on this because I'm waiting for for people who I don't know to start reviewing the show, and I will automatically disqualify my friends. But I said I'm giving away three, so I'm giving away three. So Beatrix, she absolutely deserves the cruise, and. Um, Joe the Painter, a.k.a. Marty, you win a free cruise for two. So there you go. There's three winners. Now, granted, full disclosure, I know these people, okay? Um, I'm out there hustling, trying to get people to uh, like, subscribe, rate, review the show. Um, No offense to my friends who do review. Uh, I am going to disqualify all you guys from winning once they start coming in and the people who I don't know. The guests who found me organically uh, are going to start winning these cruises. But we're doing three a week, and that's the first rollout. Guys, free cruises. What's better than that? Um, need Need the ratings, the reviews with comments on iTunes. I told you the goal is to get put into that new and noteworthy section. Uh, on iTunes, which will give me a lot of exposure. So when people click into the podcast, I guess just landing page as a whole, the first thing that comes up is new and noteworthy. And there's some podcasts on there that are weird, some that are done by superstars, you know what I mean? So let's just take, for example, um, who should I say? Lady Gaga does not have a podcast right now. If Lady Gaga, while she's not she hasn't done a podcast if she puts one out tomorrow it's going to be in the new and noteworthy because this just just has obviously that type of power but there's also people like me who are in the grassroots uh end of it who are up there as well and they just try to put out a good show with good content about a topic that they're passionate about and that's what i'm doing right here um so uh talk about the weekend football um i 
told you guys, I'm going to kind of go off a little bit here and there. Um, this podcast is going to be a port profile, and I think it's important to do a few of those. Uh, not a few of those, a ton of those. I want to do them regularly because I want this show to be a reference point for you. So, you know, if you are hearing this show, let's just say 20 weeks from now, and you know that you're going to St. Thomas on a cruise, and that's one of your islands, that's one of your ports, you can go back and, oh, you know what, I think Tommy... Uh, did a port, uh, port profile on St. Thomas. Let me go back and check it out, get a refresher course on that, and be able to use that as a reference. So, um, But having said that, I'm going to go off on little tangents here and there. And, you know, it's, we're, we're, we're going we're to become family, guys. We're going to become buddies, and you're going to want to hear stuff about me. I'm going to want to hear stuff about you. By the way, interactive as always. I'm hoping you guys will uh, email me. Uh, I got a couple. Hoping to get a couple more. Uh, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Email me anytime. Um, if I'm, if you feel like I'm doing a great job, if you feel like I'm embarrassing myself, if you feel like you need to correct something or contribute anything, uh, that's about it uh, as far as that goes. But you know, it's weird. I don't. I don't find myself. Um, I just feel. I felt like mentioning this. You know, speaking of the Sundays, I don't find myself watching NFL football as much, and that kind of makes me sad. I, uh, coming up, played football all my life. I didn't say all my life, but, you know, the first 20 years of my life, I guess. Um, was really, really into it, loved it. And then, you know, coached for a good four or five years as well after that. And uh, continued. I'm a fantasy football guy. Uh, just love the NFL. The NFL is, to me, a great product or was a great product. Just found myself last year. Uh, you know, playing these fantasy footballs, and this is probably maybe comes off like a little sore loser, but you can't you can't win in fantasy football anymore if you know what you're doing. It doesn't matter who you draft; it just matters who gets hurt because everybody's going to get hurt. It's just my theory on it is is that these people, and there's no answer. You know, the what's ruining the NFL is a few things. First of all, the in-game experience is awful. If you're trying to go to a game. I mean, you're out of your mind. Unless you're looking to be hammered before you walk in and go with a group of six or seven guys and ready to basically look at it like a rage-out day-drinking fest. But if you want to go to a you know, an NFL football stadium and enjoy a game, it's over. You're just dealing with just drunk people. The stuff they yell is just dumb. I can't even listen to some of the stuff that they yell. It's third and 15. Run the ball. Run the ball. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta hold your tongue. Is what you gotta do. Then you want to go get something to eat, something to drink. The lines are forever. Uh, getting to and from your seat, it's a nightmare. God forbid you bring a girl. Forget it. You're gonna have half the freaking section hitting on her. If you, the minute you go to take a bath, you go to the bathroom. Um, it's freezing cold. You don't get a good view of the game. Why would you ever go to a football game? So that's 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 gonna hurt it. Troy Aikman actually said that like 10 years ago um, that the in-game experience was was kind of crappy and that was going to eventually catch up. Another thing, Godell's an asshole. I mean the commissioner of the sport is just – I mean he's just in complete denial. He runs like a, a dictatorship that uh, is just so unlikable. The whole Ray Rice thing, the whole everything, the whole concussion thing, they tried to bring down that doctor who – uh, clearly, clearly knew what he was talking about when he was saying that there was a problem with the concussions in the NFL. They tried to not, not. They didn't even try to go after his argument. They tried to discredit him, uh, which was terrible. If you saw that movie Concussion, um, more so though, those things are more like prefer, like more on the periphery. Reality is the the, the real deal as to why it's you know. Uh, 
as to why it's starting to fail and why I'm not interested is because the, the, the play on the field, the game, the product that's on the field. Now because of the concussion thing, they had to change some rules. They changed the way people tackle. They changed the way people are able to run after each other. They changed the uh, rules protecting the quarterback. They don't even know what the rules are anymore. Every year there's some amendment made uh, to come off of stuff. So nobody knows what a catch is. When you make a catch and 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 and, and score a touchdown it's different than when you make a catch and don't score you don't score a touchdown it's just these rules uh, are taking a lot of time uh, because they're ambiguous right now to the referees and maybe this is just a period it's an adjustment period but whatever right now it's 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 there it's clear and present right in front of us that um you know they don't know the rules and the injuries you know the injuries are what they are Back when I started watching football, and I don't, you know, I don't consider myself a dinosaur, but back in the late '80s, early '90s, when I started watching football, or mid mid '80s, I should say, I'm trying to act like I'm freaking younger than I am over here. Sorry, <laughs> mid mid '80s, I'm watching football, and and you know, you had these running backs who were 200. You know, once every once in a while, you had a 220 pounder, and he was huge. Wow, but he was slow. You know, you get the big guy who's slow, uh, and you get the little little quick Joe Morris, you know, speedy guy. Barry Sanders types. Um, now, you know, on the line, you can't play off. You can't play line if you're not 285, you know? You can't play offensive line if you're not 285, 295. And back then, those guys were freaks. Now you got running backs that are 245 pounds, six foot one, that can run faster than these other guys back in the day did who were 195 pounds. So what are you dealing with? You're dealing with car wrecks multiple times per game car wrecks and um you know you can you can lift all the weights and you want to make your body stronger the human body can evolve as much as it is able to as far as being able to strengthen you know the muscles i mean there's no way around it you got to look whether it's um you know medically enhanced or weight through the weight room the, the athletes are not in every sport across the board evolution call it what you want the athletes are bigger stronger and faster Everything adjusts except the brain. The brain can't take the cartilages. They're not. They're not necessarily getting bigger from lifting weights. The things that are the the, the building blocks of the body that hold it together are not able to keep up with the level of size and speed and strength that uh, is, is evolving throughout the game. So the injuries are everywhere. These guys are able to run it, freaking. You know, 35 miles an hour, that's a little extreme, but 25 miles an hour getting into these 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 collisions that are like car wrecks. So between the rules going, the rules that are out of whack, the guys who are uh, hurting each other because they're too big uh, for, you know, they're, they're basically too big and too fast to be able to deal with their, their for their brains to be able to deal with it. And uh, the referees don't know how to do it, deal with it. So what do you deal with? You're dealing with a, uh, a stoppage. Every five minutes, there's a flag because the ref doesn't know if it's a real, really a flag or not. So there's a five-person conference. Then this guy's going to get hurt. He limps off, and now he's on the ground. Now you're waiting for the stretcher. Then you're waiting if there was a dirty hit. So they're going to go to the videotape on it. So there's just, there's just so much, so many interruptions. All right, I'll stop. You don't. You, this is not an NFL football cruise cast. But I told you we're going to go off a little bit, guys. Hopefully, uh, you know, you hung in there for that. All right. Last week, what did I do? I uh, went down to Fort Lauderdale, and we got a chance to check out the Harmony of the Seas. Um, me and my buddy Amanda went out to the jetties, 
And uh, it was really, really cool. Uh, I know there's a few people that were on the ship. I know Doug Parker was on the ship, and he was giving me some information as far as scheduling. We hung in there for a while. I don't get a chance to go to Fort Lauderdale so often. So, yeah, we did have a couple of drinks, and then we made our way out to those jetties. And, you know, after a couple of drinks, it gets a little old. I, I thought the the sail away was going to be at around 4 or 5 o'clock, considering that's what time it normally is. However, uh I, we were there till like 6.45 and the thing was still sitting there. Uh, I wish I would have got a chance to see it sail away, but we did get there. We got a bunch of pictures. You could definitely see those on Instagram, and uh, we hope that uh, you know you enjoy those. What a ship, man. I mean, that slide, It uh, <laughs> there's a slide that starts at the top of the ship and goes all the way to, I think, deck one or two. Uh, I don't know. I got to take a look at it before I would uh, decide whether or not to get on that thing. I've never been the biggest thrill ride guy. I like some rides. You know what I mean? Give me a couple of, give me a moderate, intermediate rides. I don't know those wacky ones. Anything upside down and anything that loop the loops and stuff like that. I'm not, I'm not too, too keen on. But that, that slide looks sick. And uh, like I said, this Harmony of the Seas, there is nothing like it at sea. It is an Oasis class ship with Royal Caribbean, and it. Uh, provides everything technologically that the uh, quantum class provides which is you know the the internet situation a lot of the bells and whistles when it comes to um you know the 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 dining and and just the robotic bartenders and just the the state-of-the-art most uh up-to-date stuff you could find at sea along with the size and the sheer i mean just impressiveness and the width and just you know the the, the monstrosity of the other two Oasis class ships, the Allure and uh, the Oasis, uh, beautiful. I mean, it's a beautiful ship. I, I was so jealous of everybody who was on it. Uh, I, I eventually will get on it. I do have that Oasis cruise booked in March, and really, really looking forward to that. Um, but until I get there, we're just gonna have to watch it from afar. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to Marty. Marty and his lovely wife. Uh, Deb are going on a cruise, a Thanksgiving cruise on Norwegian. Um, again, you may have, if you're a loyal listener to the show, uh, Mark, we call him King Marty, uh, and they call him King Marty at work now too, based on uh, <laughs> the status that he gained on this show as a result of just you know getting those crazy upgrades he gets. And uh, big shocker here, Marty got another upgrade for uh, this cruise as well. He got himself a suite that gives him full access to uh, Cagney's for breakfast and dinner all the time and a bunch of other stuff as well. He also got the, uh, now I don't know what this is called, but it's basically the equivalent uh, from Carnival, uh, Faster to the Fun. So you got that version of um, a Norwegian, which gives you the uh, expedited entry. I guess they take care of your luggage. Uh, you get first crack at getting your luggage to your um, to your room for everybody else and uh is also uh you get a priority on if you're tendering at all so marty have a good time man enjoy yourself i'm really really looking forward to uh hearing about the cruise when you come back and who knows maybe come on the ship and uh talk about some of the antics don't tell anybody this but marty is a big jello shot guy and uh he's the life of the party on a lot of these cruises because if you uh if you see marty ask him hey marty what's up with those jello shots come on give me a round (laughs) All right. So, like I said, this show, we were going to try to uh, gear towards uh, St. Thomas and all things St. Thomas. I started with St. Thomas as the first port profile because St. Thomas is definitely 
the the island that is most near and dear to my heart as far as going to cruise into because it's nostalgic. It's one of the first. Uh, it's my first cruise was Saint Thomas, San Juan, Saint Thomas, and Grand Turk. So Saint, uh, San Juan was the first one, but the second one was Saint Thomas, and I absolutely fell in love with it for so many reasons. Um, None more than the fact that, you know, it is a U.S. territory and you uh, get a lot of the same, you know, I guess conveniences. You're basically in the USA for all intents and purposes uh, if you're in St. Thomas. Um, I wanted to uh, get into a few of the nuts and bolts of the island. I'm not going to sit here and give you a uh, Wikipedia page, but I did look up some things about St. Thomas that give you an idea of what it is. Uh, in general, uh, it is the largest of the U.S. Virgin Islands. So, I, I mean, the Virgin Islands in, in general is in the Caribbean, and you guys can see that chain that goes across. That's somewhere between, you know, um, you know, you start at Florida, where right off to the Bahamas, and then that chain of islands goes all the way down to South America. Right in the middle, somewhere, are the Virgin Islands, and then you have the U.S. Virgin Islands. Um, the other two uh, islands that are, you know, U.S. controlled are Saint John and Saint Croix. Uh, those are also U.S. territory as well. There's a bunch of other, you know, islands. It's 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 different across the world. Some uh, some some nations consider anything that's surrounded by water an island. Uh, the U.S., however, doesn't. The U.S. has to be a certain size, and I don't know what size it is. I'm sorry, but uh, it's a it's a key or a K. I still know. I got a freaking. I don't, just, I don't know what it is. A key or a K, or a rock. Um, you know, if it's not a certain size, it has to be as the U.S. observes a certain size in uh, square mileage to be considered an actual island and not a key or a K. Um, the U.S. Uh, United States bought that uh, bought the islands in 1917, so we actually took possession of the U.S. Virgin Islands in 1917, and then by 1927, the inhabitants of those islands were granted actual citizenship of the country, um, which I did, I was, you know, that was surprising for me to find out because that's that's going way back. You're almost talking about 100 years where these people on these islands were actual U.S. citizens. What does it mean as far as, you know, what rights do they have? Now, that's going to give them all access to any government programs that we have, any legislation passed, uh, you know, in in Congress that uh, affords you, you know, certain, uh, I guess, the welfare and, 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 I guess, you know, progressive type of uh, plans that are in place that are designed to help people. Uh, You have access to all of them if you are an inhabitant of the U.S. Virgin Islands or just a U.S. territory in general, but we're talking about St. Thomas right here. Um, You have access to the U.S. judicial system, so all the courts and stuff, you do have access. They have the Social Security office there, motor vehicle office there. Um, But most importantly, uh, you're not roaming when you're using your cell phone in the port of St. Thomas, so that's always good. Um, you are not allowed to vote, but you do have some sort of representation. Here's where I get vague a little bit, but there is a delegate from the U.S. territories, and that that delegate is elected by the inhabitants of the islands, and that delegate does have um, some sort of a say uh, in uh, in 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 the representation of uh, who gets elected president. You do recognize the president too. The, if you're going to ask, if you ask an inhabitant of St. Thomas, uh, who is your president? The the president, current president, is Barack Obama. So uh, you do recognize the U.S. president. 
It's about 40 miles from Puerto Rico. Um, it's literally one of the most popular cruise destinations in the world, and for good reason. Um, you uh, sail into Charlotte Amalie, and that is the uh, main port. The sailing's nice. If you're awake that early in the morning, um, you know, you, you, especially if you're familiar with some of the Turks and Caicos and the Bahamas and the Florida places, all of which are beautiful and pristine and, and lovely, but um, the, when you get down to the Virgin Islands, most particularly St. Thomas and places like that, that's where you're really getting into serious levels of paradise. You know what I'm saying? Like you go to Bahamas, you see the green water, and then you look over the uh, you know the topography. It's kind of flat, and it doesn't look like there's much going on. Um, you know, and uh, even even San Juan, you don't necessarily get overwhelmed with beaches. Sailing at the San Juan is awesome because of those forts, but um, you don't necessarily see the picturesque. You know, if you get high on the ship, you're not necessarily you know, San Juan's not noticed, not not known for its landscape, as beautiful as it is. But then when you start getting into places like St. Thomas, you cruise in, and a boom. First thing is the water, that crystal blue green water that you really only see on on a. Uh, on TV, on the Travel Channel, on screensavers, stuff like that. And then right after that, you know, you see some white caps, and then you look at the beach, and the beach is just pure, beautiful white sand. Then you're going to get the palm trees. You see those palm trees? After beyond the palm trees, you'll see, like, the little town of Charlotte Amalie. You'll see the boats. You'll see the multicolored buildings um, and just, just a lot of character. But then what you what you really really enjoy looking at is those rolling green lush mountains and hills that uh seem to go on forever separated just and then then you get the, you know just, that's where it, it's it that's where the blue sky hits and it cuts off the horizon and you just kind of if you have a balcony that's what I try to do if i if i depending upon the itinerary if i'm going to the virgin islands i want that balcony cuz you just know where you are when you wake up you step onto that balcony and oh man you, you're in paradise. You know it. Um, so, when you get into uh, when you get into port, it's a really easy, uh, you know, I guess port area to get around. If you don't want to leave the port area and it's your first time in St. Thomas, no shame in that. Um, first time I went, I did a uh, I did a snorkeling trip. Again, like I said, having no idea what to do on these cruises. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dive. Uh, I wouldn't at least snorkel. I don't know about scuba, but I w- at least would not dive in St. Thomas. I went on what looked like the was the most popular uh, snorkeling excursion. See, because that's where Bahamas does get you. Because I remember back in the day, I went in the Bahamas. It was Freeport. I put my head under that water. I was a novice. I was I like nineteen years old? But I put my head under that water, and I was like. Holy crap! I, it was like a, it was like again something you see on TV. You know, you always see those, think those pictures of the thousands and thousands of multicolored fish, not one looking like another one, all looking completely different, surrounding you and just swimming through them and seeing the uh, reef and just the uh, wild, the 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 aquatic wildlife below. Same thing, same same kind of feeling. Um, you don't really get that in St. Thomas, to be honest with you. Um, so uh, that's what I did when I first went. I did that, and there was a couple of stingrays, a couple of turtles that we got to see. Other than that, it was a cool boat ride. You had your free run punch, and all right, go ahead, give me $40 and get the hell off my boat. And that was it. But digressing, uh, getting back to when you get off the ship. Like there's a lot to do right in port. You have the um, the Haven Site Mall that's uh, duty-free. 
plenty of shopping. Uh, you can buy stuff all day, whatever it is. The general stuff that you buy when you're on a cruise, you know, hot sauce, T-shirts, coffee mugs, uh, trinkets, shot glasses. They have that stuff for decades down there. Um, they also have the liquor. They have the uh, cool little jewelry and all that stuff right in port. And one place after another has it. It's great too because it's it's a classy, classy port. They don't harass you. They don't give you a hard time. So that's uh, that's Haven Site, the, the Haven Site area. Then you have um, a bunch of restaurants right in the port area. You know, you have your Senior Frogs, and we talked about Senior Frogs. And Senior Frogs can be very, very dangerous. Yes, is it basic? Yes. Uh, are you getting a cultural experience at Senior Frogs? No. But you know what? Let people cruise how they want to cruise. Not everybody's looking to go swim with the dolphins or explore the ruins or get a full-on 17-hour education on wherever they're going. Sometimes people just want to get drunk, relax, eat some food, enjoy themselves. And uh, I can tell you right now, while St. Thomas, uh, St. Thomas Senior Frogs is by no stretch of the imagination fine dining or craft cocktails, or they're not known for their wine selection, they're not known for their craft beer selection, their local brews, no. But they do know how to throw you a good time, and the staff there is second to none. Um, I made some, some good friends over there uh, that I still keep in touch with that don't even work there anymore. Um, that I love. Also, some other eateries and drinkeries in that area are um, Fat Turtle, uh, Mojo's, and Tap and Still. They're a little bit less of a corporate variety. I guess Senior Frogs is for the just wackiness uh, and and, and convenience because it's right outside the, 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 the I guess the uh, embarkation area of the ship, and then the other places are a little bit more. They're not local local experiences, by the way, but plenty of locals go there. You know what I mean? Locals, as much as they you know shit on the tourists, they like to have a good time, and you know tourists are there to have a good time, and you know they may run their mouths a little and be like, "Ah, tourists," but you know what? They they like to mix and mingle too. Um, they'll never they'll never admit that, but it is true. Uh, and then they also have a Hooters now. I talked about my routine uh, when I I go to St. Thomas. I get off the ship because I'm usually the first one off the ship. And then I uh, go to a place. Now, okay, so I talked about Ravensite. I talked about some of the bars that are in the area. But if you stay left, if you walk out of the cruise uh, the cruise port terminal and you stay to your left, with the so the water's on your left, um, you will eventually come across a... Uh, a development. It's like a very, very nice, upscaleish looking development that has a bunch of um, not high end, but very nice retail stores, uh, clothing shops, some you know, uh, you know, jewelry shops, and they have a place there called Badass Coffee. It's a Hawaiian based uh, coffee shop, uh, and it's delicious. And I like it because they have the uh, coffee ice cubes. You know, you don't have to worry about your, you know, it's hot in St. Thomas, man. Come on. 90 degrees, 100 degrees, that coffee ice is melting quick. That coffee turns to water coffee real quick. So uh, it's cool to have the uh, ice cubes that all they do is melt. They give you more coffee. It's funny, too, because the first year I went there was 2011, and uh, there was a girl. She looked like 16, 17 years old, and she was, you know, a Caucasian girl, and she had, like, a little bit of a, um, I don't know, 
if, if there's a such thing as a Midwest accent, but it she just sounded like she was very middle of America, looked that looked that way, looked kind of innocent, looked bright eyed, kind of like oh, I just asked her. So I was very curious because I always want to I want to live in St. Thomas at some point. I want to live there, and I've come very close to uh, moving there at some points. So I've done all the research, so I just started picking her brain. I was like, "Where are you from?" She's like. I'm from Wyoming, and I'm like, uh, oh, really? So what are you doing then? He's like, oh, my family just moved down here, and they just franchised this place, and I work here. And she just seemed like very, very happy to be there, uh, you know, kind of green, innocent, 16-year-old girl or whatever. And that was 2011. It was funny because uh, I went back <laughs> in 2000 and what was it? 2015, 14, 2014. I went back, did the same routine, went over there. Same girl must have had a whole she must have had staples going up and down her ears, total pierce fest. Uh, her nose was pierced, her tattoos are in. She must be like 20 years old now, whatever it is. But, um, it was just funny. And she was, she of course, she didn't remember me, but it was definitely her. She's like totally, totally uh, disenfranchised to be working there. And yeah, what can I get you? So, but just opposed to the girl that was like four years ago hey how are you yeah i'm from wyoming yeah i love it here real happy to be on the island what can i get you you want some milk this time you know she was definitely just jaded the island had 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 you know gotten into her um and that was it but um so that was just a funny little side note but after that i do the coffee walk over to the um the hooters because i don't know why it's just you know hooters i mean i guess you could say you kind of know why because the place is it's hooters and you know it doesn't the fact that there's uh all girls in there and uh very nice and you know in 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 nice corporate uniforms <laughs> don't aren't a reason uh, don't deter me from going there but that's not what i'm really going there for i'm going because you know i know it's open i know what the food's going to taste like i know i can get a decent drink and hang out and you know and talk to the staff whatever and just relax wait for my um hungover buddies who like to sleep late to start waking up and come and, and joining me so um so that's what i do Order, order some drinks at Hooters, start off slow, maybe some frozen drinks, maybe something to eat quick. And then I know when they're up, the texts start coming in. And uh, when uh, <laughs> when the texts come in, then we start getting after a little bit more. Aside from that, in the port area, another thing you could do, and I highly recommend this, especially if you haven't been there, uh, the Sky Ride to Paradise Point. It's places called Paradise Point. If you've ever seen a picture of St. Thomas anywhere on Google Images uh, or anywhere – the most photographed there's probably a couple but the probably the most photographed uh landscape view is that view from paradise point um that you get to from taking the sky ride it's like what is it like 25 bucks it's like an enclosed uh, almost like a um you know, cable car that shoots you all the way up the mountain and you're looking down on charlotte amali and the cruise port and all the beautiful pleasure crafts and the boats that are in the harbor uh that are whether they're docked or whether they're moving around uh, you see the uh you know just the the landscape the mountains the blue water and hopefully it's nice day when you're there and you get a beautiful beautiful picture and there's stuff to do up there too they have like always oh, said there's some people there's a guy with a parrot who's trying to hustle you to talk to his parrot and he's going to charge you uh, well, he's not even going to charge you he wants to wants some tips there's a little hiking trail up there as well and there's a full service bar as well as uh like a snack bar they have food there's some fried food and stuff like that as well um and it's a nice place if you want to if you're looking to just go to st thomas maybe uh get something to eat walk around the port a little bit check out the haven the haven site uh shopping mall area and you don't want to get too crazy 
go to Paradise Point. Check it out. Uh, three, four trips into St. Thomas. If you if you're a little bit of a, a veteran of the port, no, Paradise Point is not going to do it for you. But in the beginning, check out Paradise Point. You'll 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 love it. You'll be glad you did. The main way to get around St. Thomas, uh, the only way that I've really seen, unless you're going to rent something uh, or walk or whatever, uh, just get get in one of those open-air safari taxis. We do it. Uh, it's it's communal. It's got like maybe three or four rows of seating. And um, it open-air, so it's cool. Uh, I recommend what we do is we make sure the sound system is good because that's when that's that's when it's at its best. When you're with your friends in that open air and you're driving around up and down these hills, dodging these branches that you're flying by on these little tiny dirt roads, you're not even sure this freaking vehicle can make it up the hill, but of course it can. So you just it's like a little mini adventure safari through the uh, through the tropics, and nothing it, it, nothing beats the nice little touch of just having some reggae music blasting. You know, you got your banana daiquiri in your hand, and it's just a good, good, good experience. So take the uh, safari wherever you go and uh, make sure that uh, they got a good sound system. Um, They will try to get as much money from you as possible, but just know everything is basically around $10. I mean, if you're going too far, if you're going far out, you may $13, $15 the most. uh, Even if you go to Red Hook, it's like $15, maybe a little bit more from the port. But don't pay much more than $15. Um, I'll tell you what we do in a little while. I think I have mentioned it on a previous podcast, but I'll go through our routine in a little while. What I want to do is if if, and let you know that St. Thomas is most famous. Now, if you're going to do a beach day and you got St. Thomas, now aside from the private islands, now if you're doing a private island owned by one of the cruise companies, that's the day you do your beach day. Because why? Because, yeah, the beaches are beautiful, but there's literally nothing else to do. Um, pretty much, unless you're talking about Labadee, Haiti, which they built into a little metropolis there. And I got to do, you know what? I heard Amber Cove is ridiculous. Carnival's uh Dominican Republic um, area, and I got to check that out. Um, I heard there's a lot of cool stuff that goes on in Amber Cove, Cove, and I will have that information for you coming up as well. But uh, St. Thomas, digressing, St. Thomas is famous for its beaches, and I'll go through just some of the top beaches real quick. I don't want to spend a ton of time on it, but I want you guys to know, as far as beaches, what we're talking about here. Megan's Bay Beach is the most famous beach on St. Thomas by far and away. It's on the north side of the island. It's got beautiful white sand beach and crystal blue water. It's unique and basically really appealing because it's kind of set back. I don't know how I can explain this. It's it's basically like a horseshoe in shape. It's like maybe uh, three quarters of a mile all around, maybe a mile. And it's a horseshoe. What that creates is a little bit of a concave area so that a lot of the high seas can't get to you. It's a very, very calm. That's why it's a bay. It's basically a bay because that horseshoe creates a bay that uh, insulates you from the Caribbean Sea to where sometimes the water can be a little rough out there. Uh, when you have that much land around the beach, it it provides like a little, like I said, that horseshoe shape. You know, you stick your toes in the water and, you know, you're not – if you got kids or – uh, older people with you. You don't have to worry about them getting swept away by the sea. So that's one of the real, real appeals of Megan's Bay. What's bad about Megan's Bay? Really nothing except for the fact that, uh, you know, it is a, it is a very – it can be crowded. There's a lot of uh, tourists that do go there. Locals will show up there every once in a while as well. I know from experience talking to locals, they will um, – based 
their likeliness of going to Megan's Bay as to whether or not uh, there's a lot of cruise ships. If there's one cruise ship in town, you know what? This is a good good day to go hit Megan's Bay because we're not going to get overrun with tourists. Um, the beach is usually featured on you know those travel channel type profiles, National Geographic, uh, best beaches in the world. Uh, you, you'll you'll find Megan's Bay on a lot of those. They do have snorkeling. They got water sports available. Um, you know, expect like ton of like I said, ton of cruises are going to be there as well. The cab ride is seven to ten dollars. They will have excursions too that maybe will cost you thirty bucks, and they'll include maybe like a drink and a ride to and from, um, maybe some lunch, maybe some you know. Um, you know, kayaking and stuff like that, or they may include some of the, you know, the water sports, you know, the water sports, maybe they'll include the um, snorkel gear, I'm not sure, you'll have to look uh, on your excursion uh, pamphlet on your cruise to know exactly, but definitely Megan's Bay is a beautiful, beautiful option, and, you know, the most nicest and probably most famous beach in St. Thomas. We did some research, and when we went... One of the times we went, we went to Cokie Beach, uh, Cokie Point Beach. Um, it's on the west side. Oh, no, I'm sorry, on the east side of the island. It's definitely more remote. There's still plenty of tourists. The water is, again, so crystal clear. You're in that water, and it was almost like when we got in there. When we got there, we went in the water. It was weird because there was a lot of people, and nobody was talking to anybody. It was almost just like everybody was just enjoying, you know, it was spa-like. Everybody was just amazed because you could tell that the 60 people that were in this freaking water with us all were just floating around and just speechless because, you know, depending upon what part of the country you're from or world you're from, you just don't experience this. And it wasn't like there was random uh, small talk going on. It wasn't like it was just like. Ah, just everybody was just really taken in the experience, and I and I was right there with them. And it's like you're up in water, up to your shoulders. You can look down, you see your feet. It really, really is a beautiful experience um, in the water at Megan's Bay and Cokie Beach. Now, Cokie Beach, uh, it's definitely better for water sports and diving. You can actually rent scuba equipment there. You can rent jet skis and everything like that. Like I said, it's still touristy, but a little less touristy than Megan's Bay, um, and. Uh, they have some actual decent food options there. They will try to get a little ambitious with the cuisine. They have a grill. You can get some really fresh fish that it's garnished like really nice and it's all fresh and it's all, you know, obviously local and it's 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 delicious. The cab ride out there is about $13. Um, one thing I will, two more things I'll say about Cokie Beach. It's right near Coral World. So I wouldn't recommend doing one of those without the other. Coral World is, I don't know if you saw, do um, you guys know that they did uh, Real World in St. Thomas? Uh, and uh, it was it was a terrible, terrible season of Real World, which is, I guess, a redundancy. Yeah, I don't know. There's not too many good seasons of Real World. But um, the, the the people who lived there, they lived on Water Island, which is one of those islands that are that USA. It's, it's under USA control, but they don't consider it big enough to be called an island. And it was uh, pretty much just a mansion that they lived in on Coral World. Anytime they wanted to come to the mainland of St. Thomas, they had to uh, take a water taxi. And uh, they also, as part of the deal, you know how they usually give them jobs, their job was to work at Coral World. And um, it's... A really nice aquarium, you know. If you're into aquariums and aquatic wildlife, and you know, 
they have nerf sharks there. Uh, they have an area where you can kind of go into the water, and it, it, I don't know how to explain it. It's like a pier that goes out into the into the water, and then it has a dome shape, and you can kind of look at some of uh, pictures and photographs of some of the aquatic wildlife that you might see. Then you go down a flight of stairs, and when you go down that flight of stairs, you're basically underwater. You're out, you know, about I don't know, 50 yards, and then you're underwater. And uh, when you're on Koki Beach, you can beach. You can see that uh, dome shape, dome shaped. I don't know what it would be called. Just an aquarium, part of the aquarium, and uh, you know you can uh, you can see it. So I would say definitely, if you're going to do Koki Beach, pair that up with um, Coral World, and vice versa. Don't do one without the other. Now the only other thing I'll say about Koki Beach is you have to uh, be aware of your surroundings. Okay, there was a tourist shooting there several years ago, four or five years ago, six seven years ago. I'm not sure when it was. Um, now I didn't know that when I went. I probably still would have went anyway. I did look around, and getting there, it's very very uh, let's just say dicey. Uh, but you know you're always going to deal with that when you when you're going to a lot of these islands. St. Thomas, though, yes, a little bit more so. Their murder rate is high. Um, <laughs> I'm not trying to get murdered on my vacation, obviously, but uh, it looked to me and uh, from reports from the people that live there that I do know, from the people that visit there regularly and the people who know, uh, say that it's you you don't really have to work too hard to avoid that area you just have to not to you just have to not be looking for problems don't go off into areas that you don't know about do your research um but i guess there is some i guess you know drug trade that goes on in certain parts of the island listen from new york city you don't have to you know if i there's there's violence everywhere there's bad parts of certain places everywhere. You just have to, you know, be smart about it. You have to know where you're going. Uh, travel in groups. I wouldn't say, you know, be running into unknown areas when the sun goes down. Just watch yourself, you know. Keep your head on a swivel. Know what you're doing. Koki Beach, to me, once you get there and you're at the beach, did not seem like there would be anything threatening whatsoever. I mean, there was a bunch of people who were tourists, a bunch of people who were locals. Everybody was nice. You can get good food there. You can get good drinks there. Um, I think the issue is is if you were going to walk off Koki Beach, walk down a road or two in certain areas, I think you might be uh, you might be looking for a little bit of trouble. All right, that's Koki Beach. I want to keep flying through these. Smith Beach, much, much smaller. It's very remote. It's also on the east side and that, you know, in a little bit of that Red Hook area. No real amenities on Smith Beach. Um, you know, it's just very, very picturesque. Uh, low inhabitants. Uh, no, no, you know, that's probably where a lot of the locals go because they know it's quiet. They know it's shut down. Um, and that's why a lot of the uh, commercials were filmed there. Uh, Hannah and her horse was filmed there. That Those ridiculous DirecTV commercials. Um, as well as, uh, what else? Carnival did some, did some, uh, commercials there as well. They got bathrooms, but that's it. There's no food there. There's no snack bar. There's no water sports. It's just, you're going to that beach and you're chilling. That's it. Um, ferry to Trunk Bay Beach on St. John. Definitely, uh, what I hear is Trunk Bay Beach is starting to gain popularity, uh, more so than Megan's Bay. 
I hear that this is, you know, just like Megan's Bay, it rivals it in terms of being featured in some of the some of the world's most beautiful beaches. It's glass water. I mean, just beautiful, picturesque, remote, and just out of control, gorgeous. St. John is uh, an island that a lot more people are going to. As they say, St. Thomas is getting more urbanized or commercialized or just kind of built up and touristy and more big business and more industrial. Um, St. John while has its restaurants and bars and is and, and it, it, it's a little bit more of a remote experience and a little bit more of like if you're looking for real uninterrupted paradise St. John is it and Trunk Bay is the nicest beach there you also have Sapphire Beach which is on that uh, east end area near Red Hook as well close by the Smith Beach um, it's got a full view of St. John if you're sitting on Sapphire Beach you can see St. John the island and you can see many of the uh, British Virgin Islands as well uh, Tortola some others um, talked about the diving uh, it's lackluster again scuba maybe is better I'm not a scuba guy so do your research on that look into how good of a place to scuba dive is uh saint thomas i'm not really sure um an area that you should know about is called red hook now i only found out about this maybe the third or fourth time i went there basically from the dj who was on the ship he's not forget all the mountaintop stuff forget all the port stuff and you know don't worry about coral world and Koki beach we want to go to red hook and what Red Hook is, is a destination spot on the island of St. Thomas. It's not near the cruise port, but a lot of people from the cruise port go there. But more so, it's people who are using St. Thomas as a land-based destination vacation. Uh, they'll stay in that area. There's a lot of resorts that are over there. Um, a beautiful, beautiful side of the island. Uh, it's a big boating community. Uh, if you're going to go to St. John, that's where your ferry is going to be. So you're going to catch the ferry right in the area of, of Red Hook. What there isn't as much of is, is duty-free. You know, they have shopping. They have uh, jewelry stores. They have places that you can go to shop. They have a town. It's got a full town center. It's got a real estate office. It's got a post office. It's got everything you need. It's 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 almost like a, a little cool little village. Um you know, on the east end of St. Thomas, you know, but, you know, you're basically just going in and paying uh, regular price for a lot of the items. You're not getting the duty free as much. If you want to eat and drink at uh, Red Hook, uh, some of the places you might want to go to, there is a Texas Pit Barbecue. Uh, there's Duffy's. The Duffy's is uh, pretty touristy, but it's still nice. Um, the Big Bamboo Seafood Bar is there, and it's a staple in that area for some fresh seafood. People love it there. And then you have Fishtails. Fishtails Bar and Grill, it's open for breakfast, but they're really, really known for their um, happy hours. So they have great specials every happy hour. And uh, they claim to be or at one time have been, you know, the uh, only real place or at least the best place to get oysters on the half shell. Um, there's also actually, I said, there's a tap and still over by the cruise port. There's also one near Red Hook as well. And that's your place you want to go to if you want to get some real good craft beer. And their burgers are off the charts as well. As mentioned before, uh, that's where you get the ferry to uh, St. John and the uh, British Virgin Islands, Tortola and places like that. Uh, if you're looking for fine dining in the area, there's a place called Oceana Restaurant. And it's in Frenchtown. And it's really high-end um, French seafood. There's a lot of different uh, influences in the dishes that are there it's a little bit more expensive um, it's just run by a, a woman who did come over from france and uh, she just wanted she saw she saw a need on the island for some real high-end i guess i don't want to say risk-taking but a little bit 
I guess, ambitious cuisine. And, you know, the place is delicious. There's your regular seafood dishes there, but they're done with some amazing sauces and some uh, amazing, uh, you know, I guess just the menu as a whole is just on a little bit of a different level. Now, when you go on vacation, is that what you're looking for? Some people are, some people aren't. I think more people who are apt to do it by land and you're there for like the third or fourth day and you're sick of conch fritters or you're sick of whatever and you want to give a, have a nice, real nice sit-down dinner, that's your spot, Oceana Restaurant in Frenchtown. Check it out. Um, also, a good burger joint in Frenchtown, by not, but it's not fine dining by any stretch. It's uh, Betsy's Bar. Betsy's Bar will claim to have the best burger in St. Thomas, but I guess that's a matter of opinion. St. Thomas also has a uh, Margaritaville. It's not your average Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville, though. What it is is a full-scale Wyndham Resort. Jimmy Buffett has these Margaritavilles, uh, you know, real nice one in Turks and Caicos. But he has a bunch of them, and I guess he wanted to take it to another level by having it a, uh, a resort where you could stay, you know, hotels, lodging, bars, restaurants, beach, activities. And they put one in uh saint thomas and that's i think that's the first one if i'm not mistaken uh from the locals that i do know there i don't hear good things about it at this point now it's Wyndham resorts so you have to kind of think they're going to get their act together and fix it um maybe give that a little bit of time for that to happen uh you also can do your regular stuff you know there's plenty of places to zip line in saint thomas uh i don't know i'm a little uh, <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little uh, leery of the zip line. I don't know. I just, I, I, I enjoy a few Betsy's burgers. So I got some weight on me. When you get on these cruise ships, you know you're about six to ten pounds heavier than you normally are. And uh, I don't know, just not so in the mood to strap myself to a uh, zip line and swing across a swing across the island. My fat ass flying in the breeze with my legs kicking out. I don't know. Um, one day I'll do it. I don't know. But they have plenty of places to zip line in St. Thomas, the Canopy Tours. You can find them either on, um, you know, online. Research them online and do them yourself uh, or, uh, you know, do the cruise ships one. Now, a lot of people ask also, how do you book the excursions? Do you book the excursions through the cruise line or should you do your own? I say you got to do your research. Just look it up online. You know, when you come home from work, how 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 uh far out do you book your cruise two months three months spend 15 minutes before you go to bed what is is that a bad experience i love doing that you know what do i want to do in st thomas let's see what do they have what is, what is what can you do top five best places to zip line in st thomas and you find out which is the most reputable ones now you can always know you can pretty much trust the cruise line stuff that if you're going for safety and that's your main priority Getting to the ship, padding to the ship on time, and making sure that you're with somebody who's signed and co-signed by the cruise line as far as safety goes, go with the cruise line's excursions. But what I would also do is when you see them, because, you know, you can pre-book those as well, I would say, you know, whatever it's called, um, five-star canopy tours in St. Thomas, let's just say, for example, I would research that directly online, go do a look at a couple of YouTube videos and get a feel for what you're getting yourself into. And then maybe you see uh, there's another one, three-star canopy tours. And you look at that, and if you look on TripAdvisor, the review is better and people like it more. And uh, it's just as safe and it's uh, just as convenient to get to. And then, oh, lo and behold, it's 50% cheaper. You may want to do that. Who knows? Maybe that's a little bit of a risk because you don't know for sure. It's not signed off by the cruise line, but it may be worth it to try it anyway. 
Um, St. Thomas. What else? They got the 99 steps. Now, I could do without this. I kind of walked up a couple of them. They have a Blackbeard's Castle. Again, whatever, if that's your thing. If you're like a pirate nut, a uh, big Blackbeard fan or whatever, and you really, really want to go see the uh, Blackbeard Castle, you can make your way in the downtown area up the 99 steps. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you'll see a couple of swords and maybe a pirate hat or maybe some authentic pictures, maybe a busted up bottle of rum, I don't know, treasure chest, whatever you're into up there. Uh, I'm not so into the Blackbeard's Castle, but if that's your thing, they also have that as well, and you can research that online as well. And I think the cruise ships offer it too. Um, So where did I leave you off uh, as far as being in Hooters? So I'm in Hooters waiting for my buddies, and uh, they start to slowly wake up. I tell them exactly where they are. Now, when they wake up to when they get to me, I know it's going to be about 45 minutes at least, depending upon whether they can pull themselves into the shower or not, or they're just going to roll out of bed. Uh, more often than not, it's the latter because you're on vacation. You know what I mean? Who cares? We're going to be swimming soon in the ocean anyway. Whatever. Don't shower. Come show up. Um, so I'm sitting there talking to the waitresses and the bartenders or whatever. Uh, the, 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 the buddies that are about to show up, they get there and they start ordering. I got a, you bet I got a shot of Jim Beam ready for them when they get there. You know, the, the, I call it Island Hooters. The Island Hooters is really cool. They got some pictures. My buddy Chris, you know, you heard him on one of the podcasts. He said he, he, wore, the, he wore his John Daly pants to the Hooters just because, you know, that's what you do. That's John Daly said that that St. Thomas Hooters was his favorite Hooters. They got the big picture of him on the wall. And my buddy was going to be festive and make sure he put the John Daly pants on. So we spend about an hour there, and then we're ready to uh, make our move. We leave the Hooters, and uh, we try not to get hit by cars because they're driving on the left side of the road, and it's hard to get used to, especially with a cocktail or two in you. Um, So, I mean, you talk about drunk driving. Drunk pedestrian walking in St. Thomas you have to be careful of too. So you flag down one of those uh, open-air taxis that we talked about before, Make them turn on the system, crank that reggae music up, and once they pass that test, you tell them, listen, all four of us, $20 each, can you give us three hours? Just give us three hours, take us around. And they will absolutely do that. And then you just start your journey. You're on these uh, open-air taxis. You're going up hills. You're going through uh, trees. You're on road sometimes. You're off-road sometimes. You don't know where you are, but you know you're going up hills and uh you don't see anything but basically tropical rainforest uh branches everything and uh once you hit a certain point you get a clearing and then you realize where you were where you are geographically and then you, you just your mouth just opens up you got your banana you got your banana daiquiris going you got your couple shots in you that that clearing happens and you just see what you want, what you came here for. This is why you cruise. You see that big, huge opening of just the beautiful seascape. You see, you see the beach. You see the sky, the water, the palm trees, and you're on top of it all. And it really is just overwhelming. It's, it's, uh, dare I say, spiritual. It's, it's incredible. Um, and the route we usually take is first you stop up at Paradise Point. Um, I don't do that cable car anymore, so that's usually the first stop. I have, a, have a drink there. I spend 15, 20 minutes there. They have uh, that observation area where you can, um, you know, you could put the quarter in the machine and you could, you know, 
start looking, uh, you know, across the, the other mountains, the other islands and stuff like that. Then you get back in. The next stop is uh, Drake's Seat. I don't know why they call it that, but it's a gift shop, banana daiquiri bar, and an observation area. And you go there, and it's even just as beautiful a view as Paradise Point. You're breathtaking. You're like, holy crap, we're out of nowhere in the world I'd rather be right now than with these people I'm with. Then you get back in the open-air taxi, and then you go to Mountaintop. Mountaintop is very, very high. It's got a huge, like, I mean, like a, a, almost a Walmart-sized gift shop. You walk all the way through it. It's got a beautiful banana daiquiri bar, a full-on, looks like an Irish, you know, mahogany wooden bar that's all at the end of it. And, uh, you know, it's just it's just beautiful out there. And then... Uh, and then, and then you go outside, and it's just this perfectly laid-out deck that hangs over the mountain. And you can see, as far as the eye can see, you could see, I don't know, dozens of islands. And uh, it, there's a little guide area, like a little poster guide area. So you, while you're looking out, you can look down and see what all the, uh, the island's names are. And uh, it's just beautiful. Breathtaking. <laughs> the bartender's funny up there, too. We go back in. And uh, <laughs> we we ask him. <laughs> he's the bartender up there at the top of the mountain, most beautiful view in the world. We go inside, back inside the gift shop to the bar, and say, "Hey, can you do do us a big favor and uh, get a picture of us with the background out there?" He's like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, uh, "Just a picture." He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, sure, no problem." He comes outside, and obviously it's a scanned line that he probably uses a hundred times a day. But it was just funny because he pulls it off. He just looks around. And he goes. Whoa, it's nice out here. It's really nice out here. I've never been out here. We, you know, we'd start dying laughing. He snaps the picture right away, and we're still laughing at his joke. It's a stupid joke. Maybe the joke is dumb as hell, but uh, we're just so happy and, and, and pumped to be where we are that, uh, you know what, we thought it was funny. Sort of like those comedians on the cruise ships. I don't know if they're really that funny or just you're just in such a chill, relaxed, laid-back, fun, you know, good mood that you'll you'll laugh at them anyway. So after that, what I what I like to do, I round out, uh, you know, now they're going to, you know, that's basically uh, two hours in. Bring us to a beach. That's it. Whether it's Megan's Bay, whether it's Cokie Beach, whether it's Smith, any of the other beautiful beaches on St. Thomas, round out the trip. Bring us to the beach, swim for an hour or so, get another drink or two, and then uh, head back to the port. Now, here's where it gets dangerous. What do you want to do? got about 45 minutes left you're supposed to be back on the ship do you want to be a good soldier and just get right out of that open air taxi pull out your card and go right back on the ship and get ready to get ready for the night or do you want to roll the dice right to that left you got senior frog sitting there the music's going you can smell the guacamole you can see the girls jumping in and out of the pool everybody's dancing they're doing conga lines people are on the bar what do you think we're going to do? <laughs> and then I won't retell that whole story about how we uh, several times almost missed the ship. But, yeah, that's what kind of happens. We end up in, in uh, Senior Frogs having a good time, finishing strong, but ending back on the ship safe and sound. That's my port profile of St. Thomas. 
just use it as a reference. Hopefully it was a little entertaining, but if not, you know, at least it gives you some information. I've been to this place at least five, six times now, and uh, each time, I haven't gotten sick of it yet. It's been better and better each time. If you have any other questions, ask me at uh, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. If you have any corrections, if you have any suggestions, what do you do when you go to St. Thomas? Give me something. What did I miss? What what do I not do in St. Thomas that I have to do? Um, and then I'll be sure to share it with the listeners next time uh, Next time we record, record a podcast. So that's it. That's St. Thomas. So we said last week we started a segment called Crazy Cruising Stories. And uh, like I said, don't know if this is going to be an every week thing. I don't know how long I'll be able to look into and search for and find and bring you uh, crazy cruising stories that are worth actually talking on the podcast about. But uh, I did find another one. And you may have heard this one already, but I'll uh, get into this article. It's uh, I'll give the credit to um, you know the Asbury Park Press in Neptune, New Jersey. They uh, have this story about this woman who pays $164,000 per year to live on a luxury cruise ship. And uh, you guys know, maybe you don't know, but they do have uh, at least one cruise ship out there that you can live on. It's almost like purchasing a condo on sea, at sea. Uh, this is not that case, though. This is a woman who pays $164,000 a year to live on a luxury cruise ship. And uh, if you've heard of Crystal Cruises... You know that that is, you know, takes the backseat to nobody when it comes to just a luxurious cruise and an upscale experience at sea. Uh, I want to eventually do, you know, I told you we were going to do mostly uh, stuff on the Royal Caribbean, uh, uh, Carnival, and Norwegian, some Disney, some other stuff, more mainstream stuff. But these world cruises and these high-end uh, ultra-luxury cruise lines fascinate me, and I probably will at some point dive into and dedicate a show to uh, some of that stuff as well. All right, I want to read you this story. This is this is great. So Lee Wachstetter, an 86-year-old Florida widow, took her daughter's advice. She sold her five-bedroom Fort Lauderdale area home on 10 acres and became a permanent luxury cruise ship resident after her husband died. Mama Lee, as she's known aboard the 11-year-old Crystal Serenity, has been living on the 1,070-passenger uh, vessel longer than most of its 655 crew members. Now, that's luxury right there. <laughs> How about that? There's only 1,070 people on the ship, and there's 655 crew members. That's, uh, that's more than one for every two. That's out of control. Um, back to the story. My husband introduced me to cruising, she recalled. Mason was a banker and real estate appraiser and taught me to love cruising. During our 50-year marriage, we did 99 cruises. I've done nearly 100 more and 15 world cruises. Um, so she was asked, how many visited countries does that add up to? Ah, quote-unquote, I stopped counting at about after 100. Let's just say I've been to almost any country that has a port. Most interesting have been the nations in Asia, she observed, because they're so different from America. Okay, uh, She rarely bothers going ashore nowadays She because she's most likely already been there several times. And when most everybody goes ashore, it's so quiet, and I have almost the whole ship to myself. Istanbul is an exception, though. I can't resist the Grand Bazaar, Wachstetter said. You can find gorgeously regal or glitzy outfits there, uh, perfect for formal or casual wear, and not terribly expensive. I have to restrain myself every time because of my limited cabin space. That's a funny, uh, you know, 
that, that that's a funny image to me. You can't even go shopping, you know, because you got a you know six by ten living area. Where, that if you accumulate any goods, you're going to be you know you're hoarding after two shopping trips. Um, what she misses most is her family, but manages to keep in touch with her three sons and seven grandchildren with her laptop computer. That's awesome. Well, how old is she? Eighty four. Let me go back and check. Eighty six. So yeah, she uh, has she she's a computer literate eighty six year old. God bless her. Um, when she misses most of her family, uh, I hear from one of them every day and visit with them whenever we dock in Miami. Last year we docked in Miami for five uh, five times. Her daughter has since passed away, and so have all her close friends in the Fort Lauderdale area. She said so. She's out living everybody. Uh, you do that? Why not? Get on a cruise ship. Uh, when my children were all young, I took them on cruises many times. Now they have families of their own and do what's right for them. Well, that sounds to me like they don't go on cruises. So maybe they got a little sick of uh, all the cruises, uh, you know, Mama Lee was dragging them on. Back to the story. The day before my husband died of cancer in 1997, he told me, don't stop cruising. So here I am today living a stress-free fairy tale life. Don't stop cruising. Almost sounds like a journey song. Um, I couldn't agree more, though. Don't ever stop cruising. Um, she estimates living the good life on the Serenity this year will cost her $164,000. That'll cover costs of her single occupancy, seventh deck stateroom, uh, regular and specialty restaurant meals with available lunch and dinner beverages, gratuities, and nightly dancing with the dance hosts and Broadway caliber entertainment, as well as the captain's frequent cocktail parties, movies, lectures, plus other scheduled daily activities. Crystal Cruise Line's reputation and its availability of dance hosts for passengers traveling alone are what sold her on the Crystal Serenity. Readers of Travel and Leisure and Condé Nast Traveler magazine almost annually voted as the world's best cruise line, and the Serenity is the newer of the Japanese-owned uh, cruise lines two ships that's not really fair is it you got two you call yourself a cruise line and you got two ships and you're in the running for best cruise line carnival's got to run around and freaking wipe down and clean and fix and maintain and repair 30 damn ships and uh you got two of them and you get best cruise line kind of kidding not really kidding though it's, it's true it's something to that back to the story quote I enjoy dancing, and this is uh, this was the best of the remaining ships that still use dance hosts, Mama Lee explains. My husband didn't dance, just didn't like to, and encouraged me to dance with the host. So this is a dancing thing that's big with this woman, and God bless her for that too because she's living her life. You know what I mean? This is how she's getting her exercise. It's a fulfilling exercise. It's way, way, it sure probably beats running on a treadmill for her, and um, she just loves to dance. And I didn't know that was an actual thing. Did you guys, like cruise ship dance hosts? But great. Um, so she, she continues. Uh, before coming aboard this ship, I lived on a Holland America liner for three years. The day they announced they were stopping the dance host program was the day I decided to leave. It's a little funny to me. I'm sorry. So this is like ser- we're talking about real serious business with these dance hosts. We're not. You need to have these dance hosts or Mama Lee is getting her ass off your ship. Um, again, I'm kind of fascinated by this whole thing. So Holland America used to have it. They did away with it. Here we go. On to Crystal. Um, back to the story. I dance every night for a couple of hours after dinner. I've been doing it for years, and I've also trained with the ship's dance instructors. That is really, really cool. 
As for dinner, she said, I do love to eat and regularly dine at a table for eight. You meet interesting passengers, and I've made a lot of new friends that way. Um, what else does she say? She put on 25 pounds since coming on board, she confides, and she's been on a fruit and vegetable liquid diet, trying to shed them. I'm happy to say I've only 10 more pounds to lose, she said laughing. Most days, Mama Lee can be found in the Palm Court Lounge doing needlepoint. It's my second love. I've been doing it for 50 years, and I even help teach it to some of the passengers. Everything I make, I give to crew members. Gives me great pleasure. Now, this woman is a treasure. Are you kidding me? She's running around this ship teaching the passengers needlepoint. If they don't give her a ridiculous discount, and I don't know how what they would normally charge for a full year of cruising, $164,000. I don't know what that is, but it damn well better be a discount because this is part of the experience. You come on the Serenity, and you're seeing this woman, Miss Lee, and she's going to walk around, and you get to see, wow, this woman has been on this ship for seven years, and she has no intentions of getting off. And if you're in the right place at the right time, she'll freaking teach you needlepoint. You ready for that? I mean, it's 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 funny, and it's a beautiful thing at the same time. Um, back to the story. The crew members bend over backwards to keep me happy. Some are almost like family now. If they don't have what I want, they get it, even if they have to buy it off the ship or make it to my specific needs, as they should. Uh, she pointed out. Uh, she pointed to a framed cushion wall hanging in her stateroom that holds dozens of her earrings. Unique, isn't it? A crew member made it. She said. Looking forward to her 87th birthday and 7th year aboard the Serenity, Wachstetter, a former registered nurse, credits a good immune system for being able to steer clear of doctor offices. All the time I've been here, I've never had a sick day, she said. I'm so spoiled. I mean, that's amazing. You're telling me she's 86? She lives on a <laughs> on a cruise ship? I was going to say floating Petri dish just because of the derogatory nickname that people will call it. And, you know, we're just busting chops. But she lives on a cruise ship. You know, norovirus, all the stuff that could happen. Uh, she's never had a sick day at 86. That's, I mean, that is just, there's no words for that. Three other women live on crystal vessels, but none nearly as long as Mama Lee. According to Hubert uh, Blueacker, Serenity's hotel director, she's just an amazing woman, one of a kind. And uh, for a deck-by-deck tour of the crystal ship, click through the carousel below which you are not able to do. But if you want to read the story and maybe click through the carousel, you can find that story, like I said, at the um, Asbury Park Press uh, out of Neptune, New Jersey. It is online. Um, and that's it. Now, and that's a great story. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's not to be cheesy or whatever, but there's a woman who lost her husband. Uh, I heard there are a lot of uh, morgues in a lot of these cruise ships because I heard it's a more common thing that you think of then you would think uh, for elderly people to just get on cruise ships and that's where their life ends. And in a way, it's a, it's a beautiful thing because they're ending their life the way they want to live it. And, you know, while we do this cruise cast and as trivial as it may seem and as crazy as it may seem uh, as to why, why are you dedicating a whole podcast an hour a week towards just cruising, just a, 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 a whatever type of vacation, a, you know, whatever whatever you want to call it. But this is why, because this is a woman who has whatever, who knows, God willing, it's 30 more years, but 5, 10, 15, 20 years left. Either way, she has made the decision that those last remaining years are going to be on a cruise ship at sea. And uh, I don't know, for us cruise lovers out there, um, 
I don't I don't I don't know of a better way better way to spend the last the last part of your life. So that's about it. Thank you guys for listening. We got what did we get today? We talked about the NFL a little longer than we wanted to. We talked about St. Thomas and the port profile and we got a little crazy story in there. Please, again, I'm going to ask you, almost begging, it's kind of getting a little pathetic at this point, I guess. I want you guys to please rate me and comment on iTunes and I'm telling you, you got a really good chance of getting a free cruise. Uh, I can almost guarantee it. I have a ton of cruises to give away. And uh, week after week, the reviews are going to get fewer and far between. So what's that going to do? That's just going to give you more and more of a chance because your name is going to be sitting up there. Multiple chances to win these cruises. Um, Rate, review, comment. Let's get us in that new and noteworthy section. And then we can start really taking off from there. Either way, always be booked. Check us out on Instagram as well. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time. There's a place where the boat leaves from. It takes away all of your big problems. You got worries, you could drive them in the blue ocean. But you got to get away to where the boat leaves from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part set of a nine-nine tree. And the drinks are cold, and the reggae is hot, and I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat leaves from. It takes away all of your big problems. You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves. Jimmy.